Hello and welcome back to a special episode of Sip Pop Writers Room. We're going to be doing a mini review on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Uh, it came out on in theaters and on HBO Max for 30 days uh, last Thursday. Uh, thought it was a big enough movie uh, and came out right around the time that we were recording a uh, comic book episode that uh, figured uh, we'd just stick around and talk uh, The Suicide Squad. So... Um, uh, yeah, Joe, we'll, uh, we'll start off. We're going to do our spoiler free thoughts. Um, so don't worry about if you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, uh, don't worry about getting spoiled on it. Um, actually, before I ask you your rating, I want to, uh, ask, uh, how did you, uh, see this movie? Did you do the HBO Max route or did you, did you head out to a theater? Uh, yeah, given the circumstances with, uh, with COVID and whatnot, I, I just streamed it on HBO Max. I wanted to go to the theater really bad and this would have been a movie I probably would have seen multiple times. That's, you know, that's probably like the right call because I was supposed to hang out with a friend this weekend um, in Chicago and um, we dissolved our plans because um, Delta is kind of really strong in Chicago right now and his sister who he lives with is pregnant. So they are doing everything possible to avoid bringing COVID home for that. So, you know, um, totally understandable, totally fair, totally commendable um i i did go to a theater uh because i wanted to see it on the largest screen i possibly could so i saw it on essentially an imax equivalent it's called gdx i'd never heard of it but it's fine um dolby atmos sound in an imax size screen so i was happy <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the movie you like it love it hate it dislike it or think it's just okay i actually really loved it um <laughs> me too uh, i i think it had every like i know there are some people on Sith Pop that I didn't like it so much. But uh, I really loved it. Um, I thought it was splendid. I don't know if anyone would say that it's a splendid movie because it's so violent. Um, not to go into any uh, spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I think James Gunn is the right, was a perfect person to work with this material and work with a large ensemble cast and uh, really craft something that's full of action, full of heart, um, great moments of levity. Everything is super well-timed. Um, yeah, I just had a fantastic time. I mean, I watched it twice within two days. I almost rewatched it immediately after I watched it, so that's a good indication of like how I felt about it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I want to watch this movie again as soon as I can. Um, I went Friday night, and I already have thought of several times about popping it up on HBO Max. Um, it's funny. I thought this movie was legitimately going to be like everybody, you know, three and a half stars and up that I follow in Letterboxd. And like, yeah, you're right. There's like a surprising variety. But like, I also get like, there are things about this movie that I completely understand why people won't like it. Um, you know, whether it be it's over the top action and gore. Um, it's relatively simple structure. It's comedy style that can be a bit um, maybe immature is the right word. Um, <laughs> like lots of reasons I could definitely see people, uh, not, not liking this, but I had a great time. I really loved it. Um, and I think this was how you do a suicide squad movie. Um, and, uh, please more James Gunn, please more, um, which he's said, or which I saw an article saying he's not necessarily done with he tweeted the eyes emoji, which means look out news coming soon. Uh, and we know we have the peacemaker show coming up, which he's directed several episodes of and created. So, um, yeah, that'll be exciting. So, um, um, I think, I, I don't know. I think everything about this movie works to me. The comedy landed, uh, I cared about these characters a lot more, even the characters that were in the first movie. Um, I think, uh, I was expecting it to, I don't know that based off the trailer one, I was expecting it to be a little bit more of like a global adventure, as opposed to singular mission kind of thing. But uh, I really, 
Um, I felt that way too. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be that isolated as, as as much as it was. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I think it worked uh, for that reason. Um, I was expecting a lot more characters. Um, for some reason, maybe it's just because thinking the uh, you know when that name credit you know comes across and you're like, oh, everybody and their mother is in the movie. Uh, but like some of them are just really tiny cameos, um, and it's fine. Um, not all of them are, are small camps, but, uh, but it's, it just seems like you got a lot of people to come for, for several days and, uh, uh, it works. I was just expecting, I was expecting a, a larger group for a more scattered adventure. Uh, and I think, I think I'll say, I think I really only had, um, probably two negatives with this movie. Uh, one is that, um, I think this movie is probably in my expectations. I, I really expected this movie to be a little bit more fun than it wound up being like, don't get me wrong. It's a really fun movie, but the trailers were just all like, this is going to be a, a, just a riot, just the most fun you've ever had at a movie. And there are stretches that it goes with no laughs, like for like solid, like 20 minutes. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, but then it comes back with a couple laughs or King shark says something out of nowhere. And you just start rolling. <laughs> uh, my only other complaint is, you can tell that after they made the decision to do um, to change Deadshot into Bloodsport because Will Smith's scheduling conflicts and they cast Idris Elba because um, he was initially supposed to play Deadshot. Then they changed it. You could tell they didn't change the script at all. He is the exact same as Deadshot. And I'm not familiar with Bloodsport in the comics, but like it's okay to veer a little bit off the path. Like he's just he's the exact same. So um, just give me a little bit of different, you know. I think he's similar, but I don't think he's the same. I think he's a. I think he's a more likable character. I think he's a more realistic character. Mm. Like he's he's more of a reluctant hero than Deadshot is. Um, uh, that's maybe the only difference is he didn't really want the role. I mean, and sure, Deadshot didn't, but like they they go out of their way to say Bloodsport really didn't want to be. And Idris Elba is just a better actor. <laughs> let's just yeah. let's put it out there. <laughs> yeah, look, Will Smith's totally fine, but. Yeah, Idris Elba will. I'll take him ten out of ten times. Um, I don't. Know, I just thought like you have the same thing motivated by a daughter, um, you know, single family or single single parent, um, yeah, motivated by a daughter. Specialty is accuracy with weapons, and <laughs> yeah. and variety of anything can be a weapon. Like he's he's the same. <laughs> um, so. I kind of like how. Well, I'm not going to go too much in spoiler, but they get really self-referential with that. They get very meta with that right away. It's hilarious. Um, that's just one little joke that ends up coming up. I we'll talk sure about it. I'm not sure that I know what you're talking about. So I'm interested. Uh, I think that's the only thing is I want to say. Like I, I think this is a fun, great movie. Um, sup- King Shark was for sure a standout, which I knew. But also the other standout for me was Polka Dot Man, which I had no idea was going to be. Um, I thought he was going to be a character I just didn't care about at the end. But wow, Polka Dot Man was such a blast. Um, they they took a nothing character and like. They really added some layer of like trauma there and like pain and right. like misery, but also made it funny at times. And it, it, it really played off, played off well. Like I really like that character. I really like all of them. Yeah. Um, they all have something to bring to the table and they all get, they all get added like adequate screen time to really flesh out their characters. Like I, I didn't get when people were saying that there was no character development, like 98% of this movie has character development not, not, and they don't hit you over the head with it. It's like small little things here and there that, I mean, add depth to the characters. I mean, this, you're not going to get as much character development as you do something like Avengers: Infinity War or something like that. But 
Oh, of course. Compared to the rest of the DCEU, I mean, come on. Um, yeah, like these these are they're fleshed out. Like this this is my cool. new favorite DCEU movie. Would you would you agree with that, or would you like maybe take something else over it? Um, you know, this every time I think about it, I think about this in like Wonder Woman, and I think this edges it out because I think it has that same amount of heart that Wonder Woman does, but it does it in a in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very similar to Guardians in like the best ways possible. Yes. Uh, with with actual family, not like you know, not like uh, you know, Fast and the Furious, where like they talk about being family while they drink Coronas and they hang out and have a barbecue. Like these people are like they slowly become friends and become family because they have to protect each other. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, they'll all die and fail the mission. <laughs> but, right. But like you see them, you see them bond throughout the movie, and it's like really funny and entertaining. It, it comes off very, uh, very natural, very organic. Yeah, this is this is my new favorite DCEU movie, and I'll. Um... I think I do want to have, I just have one more negative to say. And that's, um, I, I give this movie a four and a half out of five stars, um, on Letterboxd. Um, I think I would have been at a five stars if this movie would have been PG 13. And I love the, like, I love how Gunn went with violence and gore. Like, I think he handles it well because it's over the top. Um, so it's not necessarily realistic, which is what you want in a suicide squad movie. Um, uh, not much, but anyway, like, uh, I, I feel like, and and it wasn't just necessarily like, you know, like Logan has that scene in the limo where the girls flash him and it's like, oh, we're rated R so we could throw boobs in there. And like, I didn't feel like James Gunn did that. I mean, you could maybe point out one or two moments that he could have just been like he did that. But I feel like he was trying to tell a joke. And because so I, I feel like kind of like what we talked about with Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, when they came out with that, nobody told Snyder no on anything. And I feel like for the Suicide Squad, I genuinely feel like Nobody told James Gunn no. Nobody told James Gunn no. (laughs) But the difference is Zack Snyder is somebody that needs to be told no. And I feel like for the most part, James Gunn is somebody you want to let run with it. But I do think he is at his A game doing Guardians where the jokes have to be a little bit more clever and the action has to be a little bit more. uh, You you can't rely on, oh, people are going to love King Shark just ripped this person in half. I mean, because like I did. But you have to get clever. How can I make Drax this big intimidating presence that could literally rip somebody in half, but not actually show it? So um, I feel like I feel like kind of get, you know hindering him just to PG thirteen uh, does bring out the best in Gun. But uh, but I still have a lot of fun with this. It's it's not it's not something that I didn't like the movie for. I'm just saying it's maybe not his best. Um, I would t- I think the first Guardians is is better than this one. I mean that's, that's fair too. But like you know, they have to get creative with the jokes in Guardians, and I feel like there there was room for a little bit more creativity, specifically in the dialogue uh, for this. So yeah, they definitely like if they can go the raunchier route, they will do that in this movie. Like you said, there's nobody telling Gunn no in this movie, yeah. and I'd say for like ninety eight to ninety nine percent of it, it's it's great that they didn't tell him no. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, cool. Well, uh, do you want anything else to say before we get on spoilers or? or? No, I mean, I, I think we pretty much um, kind of laid it all out without having to go too much into spoilers. I was already kind of teetering on a few things. Yeah. Um, well, so we'll make this our official spoiler warning. So you've heard our thoughts. Uh, you've heard our generalized thoughts. If you haven't seen this movie and are interested in seeing it and care about spoilers, you should probably hop off now because we're going to talk about anything and everything, the Suicide Squad, um, uh, in in any detail that we want. Um, what was uh, So here's your official spoiler warning. Get off come back if you uh after you've seen it um uh all right what's the what's the deadshot reference from the beginning that you were talking about oh uh they're they're almost like self-referential when it comes to like oh yeah we have this yeah we have this guy he's completely unique 
he could he has uh, great accuracy. He was trained by his dad, and then they literally go to Peacemaker, and he has the same exact bio. And you're like, you thought we had unique skills? He's like, yeah, but I, you know, I do it better than you do. And then, oh, and then, yeah, got it. So even though the same style as Peacemaker, they were they were kind of doing a both like being a great marksman isn't unique because you got Peacemaker, <laughs> Bloodsport, and Deadshot. Okay, I, I thought it was very meta because like it kind of made fun of just. The overall concept of being like, oh, I'm the excellent, uh, you know, uh, like I said, he's single dad, uh, he's great at great at shooting, great marksmanship, you know that that's pretty much what his character is. But uh, um, but also an, another fun reference is that they talk about like, you know, what makes you different? Smaller bullets, but yeah. you ended up having smaller bullets in the end, <laughs> and yeah. it really like I think that's what the film does really well. Like they don't just like ever leave something on the table and not bring it up later. It always comes back later, and it comes back and it pays off like in dividends. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's, yeah, I mean, part of me is 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 wants to say, no, but I think there's some things they leave on the table, but it's intentional. Um, and it's not necessarily for a, a future DC thing, it's for, like, a laugh. Um, but, so I was thinking even, like, the weasel character. But I was like, <laughs> no, but they, but they brought that back for a laugh. Like, yeah, right. which, yeah. which I was thinking the whole time, like, why isn't Michael Rooker trying CPR on him? Like, just because he drowned, like, which, by the way... Way to way to open up a movie on on an incredible laugh. Like, did anybody check to see if the weasel could swim? Oh yeah, that she like looks at the dude working the console and just like you didn't like bet this guy. You didn't even check. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, this uh, really good humor in this. Uh, all, maybe would have been the moment that I laughed the most at, except for at the very <laughs> end when uh, when Bloodsport looks at Polka Dot Man and points to Starro and he's like, "That's your mom," and then you see the mom just. Oh. It's so good. Our whole theater, I mean, we were in a pretty not packed theater, um, but it was me, my wife, and a, and a friend of mine. And uh, everybody in the theater was like turning purple because we were all just laughing so hard. <laughs> it was, uh, that, gosh, I so wish that I could have been in a packed theater like Avengers Endgame for this movie. I, I, I really wish that because I think that would have been the loudest I've ever heard a movie theater laugh. Um, but And there's plenty of moments like that too. And that makes me sad too, is that the film is not doing well financially it made like 26 million opening weekend which is not great at all no um, but forget- i think a lot of people have seen it on hbo max like so they're, they're yeah, gonna have yeah. to take that into consideration and it's a critical i hope hit. so um, yeah I, I think it's critically the highest rated well maybe this, well actually I think, I think, it's I think higher wonder rated woman. than wonder woman right i think it was and then it you know wonder woman beat it out but for sure it's one or two up there so um you should be able to say this should have done as well if not slightly better than Wonder Woman. But I think the option to stay at home and watch it on HBO Max for either $15 for everybody for unlimited watches for 30 days or just, you know, um, if if uh, if they're on a free trial right now. Which I, no, no, man, they don't do free trials. It's so, like, I think just that's more alluring or like people that have kids, you know, like they're not going to take their kids to see this and nor should you. Um, so no, keep pop, the kids far away. HBO Max after the kids go to bed and you can... Uh, like you don't have to worry about getting a babysitter or anything like that. So like I feel like there's lots of factors to why it's you know, and sure, also let's take into the fact that it's rated R. No, not PG thirteen. So there are teenagers that can't go Man, this is this thing there are teenagers that can't go see this movie once in theaters, but they can watch it on HBO Max for thirty days as <laughs> many times. Like, what a stupid thing. Um anyway. Um so yeah, it's not doing financially well, but Warner would be silly if they actually took that into effect. They should be praising the fact that this movie is still making money at theaters. Uh, this is this is part of the other reason why I went to the theaters to see it. Cause like, I want to be like, good job DC, make more movies like this. 
Um, you know, I gave my one, I gave my money to Wonder Woman 1984. You know, so we'll call it a wash. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I saw that recently. I was like, uh, why did I ever watch this? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Um, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, and, and for this movie to take a character that I, right, so for the first Suicide Squad movie, I didn't really care for Rick Flagg, like it's going into the movie, but I was like, oh, I cared about him a little bit more than I thought I would. I was going to say the same thing. I love Rick Flagg in this movie. He's great in this movie. He's well written. Yeah. He's a hero. I like him. He's not just spouting exposition. He does a little bit of that. He's a little less serious than, but I mean, you know, this whole movie is way less serious than the David Ayer one. Um, Yeah. But like for a character that I didn't care about from the comics to a decent character in suicide squad to a great character in the suicide squad um, was really interesting to see. Um, and I, yeah, I, I was shocked when they killed captain boomerang, like so quick. Oh, I was, like, oh, I was I so he sad. Was just going to be around for a while. Got it. I was like, I kind of hate this movie right now. Why is he dead? Well, and cause captain boomerang was a surprise. Cause I'm like, I hate Jai Courtney and I'm not, I don't care about captain boomerang. And he wound up being a delight. Like, at least it's, for, his be- it's his best role and it's done <laughs> right like, like at least for for some of the things like I, I love the running gag with him and the pink unicorn and i thought just he yeah. was in general like tolerable and there's a lot about that movie that is intolerable so um he was anyways, one of the better aspects of that movie like he definitely was like a standout in that yeah movie. i mean tippy top is for sure margot robbie as uh um as harley quinn and then you know we'll give viola davis as uh amanda waller um and then we'll kind of go like, yeah, Will Smith and uh, Jai Courtney as their characters. And then, you know, 30 Feet of Crap and <laughs> and then Enchantress. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but I, I thought, uh, yeah, Rick Flagg was a great character. In this. I'm, I'm like sad that he's dead now. <laughs> I was really sad. And when they, when they, because uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't watch all the way to the end credits. I didn't know there was an Ed Stinger. Stinger I should have known. But I was like, oh man, I hope it's, I hope it's Rick Flagg. And then when I found out it was Peacemaker, I was like, Ah, ah, was so mad, but th- yeah. that was a correct reaction to have. Like that was a that was a good call. Like to to have him be like, oh yeah, there's you know we found one person alive and it happened to be Peacemaker. I didn't think about it, but I guess it you know that would have made kind of okay sense because like he doesn't pull out the, the right. He wouldn't have bled out. So like yeah, so in theory, yeah, the, I guess they could have surprised us. But I figured it was going to be Peacemaker because they already announced the HBO Max series that should be coming out next year. So. Um, but like yeah rick flag if you'd have killed him at the end of the ayer suicide squad i'd have been like i wouldn't okay, care fine <laughs> but like i actually cared when he died. I was like no i like him now so i love but, that scene where they're just kind of like they literally kill everybody in that village i think he's been captured and he's just sitting there <laughs> chit-chatting are you having tea <laughs> like, uh, we're at the refugee camp like why did none of my guards alert me they're like um they didn't they're, see they're, they didn't, I didn't see any cards. Oh, uh, I love it. Like that whole, like that whole pissing contest where they're just like seeing who's the best killer is hilarious. Especially when John Cena, like nonchalantly just starts hatcheting that guy on the table. Just. Yeah. That was, that was like my, maybe my favorite action sequence was, was doing that. I mean, everybody trying to show up, but like, it reminded me of Predator in like the best way too. Like it has the same jungle setting. Like they're yeah. like all these like macho, like the two macho guys just like dispatching people. Yeah, uh, it's it cool. Um, yeah, and I loved uh, uh, see even seeing like the small role that like Nathan Fillion had, where he plays the detachable <laughs> kid, and and his arms come off, and he's just like 
baby slapping everybody. Yeah, and yeah, then they, and then like they with the gun, just like, what are you doing? And then they shoot his arms, and it's just his torso yeah, uncuts, just screaming. That was, um, I, I was laughing. I couldn't like control myself. I was like belly ache laughing. Same. Yeah, it was. It was really funny, and you know, e- like even seeing like javelin die. I guess that's another thing. Like, I don't necessarily know that the whole like javelin telling Harley Quinn like take this javelin to like like she thinks it's to somebody else. I'm like, obviously, it's gonna be no. He like Harley's gonna just hang out with it. But it's like I didn't feel like that take this was necessary. She could have just saw the javelin and be like, oh, I recognize that. Like, I I didn't. I thought that was a pretty unnecessary part to the movie. I, I just don't think it went. Well, that's kind of funny. I thought it was funny, and I liked the, I liked that she like when she later picked it up, like there was like a reticle around it, like you know what I mean, like this, <laughs> she sees like this like angelic like reticle around it, like I mean visually this movie's amazing, like the things that they do, like and the risks yeah. they take too, yeah, like we like don't care if this pulls you out of it. The scene where she's dual wielding AKs and a bunch of flowers come from behind her, yeah, because um, like that's what she sees when she commits violence. She sees flowers and like. Like, this person's deranged. Like, there's something off about Harley. Like, mm-hmm. this is what she sees when she sees Gore. There's, like, flowers and, like... <laughs> and, and look, while we're talking about Margot Robbie as Harley, as Harley, first of all, she's amazing. But also, this is the best we've ever seen her. And, like, it's... You know, because I feel like she's been handcuffed by the way that the character's arcs were. Because the first one is... She's just Joker's bitch, right? Like, completely tied, completely... Because, I mean, that's kind of what that character... Uh, at least like in the way that she's introduced that's kind of she grows to be something in the comics but like for a lot of times no she's joker's person that joker can do whatever she wants he wants to um and she's just gonna right. take it um and then because everybody hated jared leto they're like all right well what if we like work that into a story so i feel like the director for birds of prey was kind of handcuffed to that how do we how do we get her to how do we move her from that to an actual independent harley quinn kind of character so i feel like James Gunn couldn't take her straight from the original Suicide Squad there, but because of the work done in Birds of Prey, he was really just able to be like, all right, let's give him Harley. And then he comes out with this, and she's just, she's such a delight. Um, and I love her. And um, this this is undoubtedly, I mentioned in the podcast last week that uh, I really feel like Margot, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is going to be the same. Like, nobody will ever be able to play her again without being compared. The same way, you know, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger for the Joker. Like, this is that level. Yeah, she's so intrinsically tied to the character. Like, it's just so natural for her. She was totally born to play this role. And I I actually, I really enjoy Birds of Prey. Like, I almost border on loving it. Um, I really, really like it. It's my favorite DCEU movie before The Suicide Squad. I mean, that's fair, too. I would uh, put it up there. But, like, the the way that they carried on that character development, I would have been really upset if she hadn't killed that guy. Yeah. And kind of just, like... But the fact that she's learned so much through Birds of Prey and like through that messy relationship, she's like, when I see red flags, you know, I, I just got to take care of it. <laughs> so she just immediately shoots and you're like, I didn't expect that. But I was like, is this Harley? All right, that's fair. Yeah. I, was like, I, that's Harley. I expected it because of the way the camera and the music were leaning and the fact that we hadn't seen Harley for a hot second. So I was like, all right. I just, I honestly expected her to kill him earlier, like while they were having sex or something like that. But uh, no, um, I, I saw it coming and, you know, it's it's just from seeing a million movies. You know, when you have a character that might do anything at any minute. <laughs> but like, I would go as far to say Margot Robbie is as born to play this role as Robert Downey Jr. is as Iron Man, as Benedict Cumberbatch is as Sherlock and Doctor Strange. You know, as Chadwick Boseman was to play T'Challa. Um, 
as uh, you know. I mean, I'll toss these. it in there because I'm a I'm a Captain America fan, but just having Chris Evans yeah. play, you know, yeah, Steve I mean, Rogers. <laughs> she is she is as born to play this role as anybody gets. Um, yeah, it's really so, excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, and King Shark uh, obviously a delight in this movie. Um, he was so adorable, adorable. And I, vicious. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little bit upset that at, at no point in the movie did he say King Shark is a shark because that would have made me so happy. But uh, but either way, I thought he was hilarious and adorable and just the way that he kind of trots around and then there's all of a sudden a monster and he's like, nom nom. <laughs> and, and they constantly have to tell him like not to eat people. Like he was he was such a delight the whole movie. Uh, and every time that like I thought he was in peril, I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you dare kill King yeah, Shark. He's the one untouchable him. in this movie. Um I'm, I mean, yeah. probably, probably uh, him and the rat. I was like, if they kill this rat in that movie, I'd be so mad. Yeah, it's like the cutest rat I've ever seen in a movie. Holy cow! How have we not talked about Ratcatcher yet? She was, she was great. Uh, Ratcatcher actress... too. And go ahead. Sorry. I was just, I, I didn't expect to care about that character because I was just like, I, I guess I don't. We're this is kind of Ant Man, right? Um, it, but uh, but I, I, I just don't know, but. She has a complexion to her and she has some really funny, subtle lines and you can tell that she, I thought they were just going to go with the millennial joke the whole, the whole time. Um, when they use it though, that was like to perfection. That's funny. Like her, like we've all been that route too. Like oh, yeah. we were just so oh, tired. Yeah. Like, I have to get <laughs> But I thought that she, um, I thought that she um, was just going to, that they were, she was going to be a one note, one joke kind of. You know, kind of how like Jack Drax's one joke is he takes everything literally, so you have to yeah. be careful with your words around him. But like, you can get so creative with that that it doesn't get old. Um, but uh, at least to me, it doesn't. Um, no, I, I was really old. surprised, and they gave her some real depth and complexion, especially by the end of the movie. I looked at my I looked at my wife during the the Taika Waititi flashback when she asks why rats, and he says because if they can do something, then what does that mean for us? Or, like if even the smallest can, can do something great, then what does that mean for us? And I was just like, gosh, leave it to James Gunn to take a stupid, silly, bloody, gory comic book movie and make me freaking cry in a movie. I don't think I it's should quite a- shed a tear, but I, I was about to because, and like I should have thought, saw it coming too, because you know, James Gunn, whenever he decides to be emotional, can just do it and make me just, feel all everything but i was just like wow i did not expect this movie to almost make me cry yeah that's what made me question like some people saying the movie didn't have heart i was like they literally have two characters that literally grow throughout the movie together like yeah. Ratcatcher 2 and, and Bloodsport are phenomenal and they both learn from each other and there's a callback they talk about in the bus how they're going to save each other and they do save each other and polka like, dot man too i'd throw him in there because he, he becomes off, a superhero. <laughs> well, he starts off as that, are we going to die? And he says, I hope so. And you're like, oh, okay. But then by the end of it, becoming, yeah, a superhero. And like, oh, uh... and that and that joke about about Melvin, it was really funny to see because I saw him go into the building with them and I looked at my wife. I'm like, what's he doing? Going? Oh, it's, oh, Milton? Yeah. Mil- Milton, sorry. It was almost like when Peter goes in at, at Deadpool 2 and you're like, what's he going to do? But like, uh, yeah. but he... Um, he was just such a delight to for that conversation afterwards. Because, and of course, I was getting dodgeball flashbacks. You know, we, there's a guy named Steve the Pirate on our team. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I like I thought that was just really well played. And uh, yeah, Polka Dot Man becoming one of my favorites. Um, you know, so now I want to see the Suicide Squad two with 
Condiment King and Squirrel Girl. Well, Squirrel Girl is Marvel. Can't do that. <laughs> I want to see James Gunn do Squirrel Girl in Marvel and uh, Condiment King in DC. <laughs> like I want to see him like he, do stuff like that. He's the king of like making these characters that are not super notable or well known or like C tier to D tier characters, and then making them super lovable. Like no one knew who the Guardians were until James Gunn touched them. Right. Like unless you're a deep cut comic book fan, like right. you didn't I know have, who they yeah, were. Yeah, I never heard of them. Um, and I'm semi. They drastically changed them. Like they right. drastically change your characters, like uh, for all of it for the better, though. But but yeah, leave it to leave it to James Gunn. I mean, and the first Suicide Squad movie, to its credit, tried to do this because nobody ever thought we'd get Captain Boomerang on screen, and Deadshot was always going to be a like maybe a Batman side villain, not not the main guy, but you know, turn him into Suicide Squad, and um, you know, Harley was a shoe in to to make it. But and then taking um. Uh, Diablo and uh, um, was Scorcher the other one in? I don't know, like taking fairly, like it tried, it just failed because nobody cared about those characters because the script didn't make me care about the characters. But you take right. Polka Dot Man and make and Ratcatcher too. Come on, man! <laughs> like two people I'd literally never heard of. Well, I think I think Polka Dot Man's in Lego Batman movie, but that would have been it. Yeah, I've heard of Polka Dot Man in the past, but he's pretty low, like low tier as far as like recognizable characters but Ratcatcher, i was like i had no clue um but she really made something of that character and, and it you know it's a it's a testament to the script too like they, they wrote that character extremely well she yeah. definitely what like they could have like overdone the millennial joke they literally like bury that in the first first time you meet her other than that like you could tell she's very worldly mm-hmm. she understands the world she's seen a lot you know what i mean being yeah. the type of person she has and like gone through trauma uh, but yeah they did all that extremely well like like so I, I could have asked for anything more as far as seeing the Suicide Squad movie. Like I couldn't have, yeah, couldn't yeah, have found no, them a, doing That's a very fair better. statement. I think I think there's only I think two more things I want to talk about. What do you think of Waller in this movie? Uh, she was uh, she's a number. She's a exactly how she is in the comic book. She will do anything to achieve the goal. She's even meaner in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably the most mean spirited person in the entire movie. Um, I, I think it I, works really I, well. I'm actually going to disagree with. I think she's meaner in the in Suicide Squad. Um, she's pretty mean in that too. I mean, she's incredibly (laughs) mean in this as well. Like it's not to say there's anything, but I feel like the way that that first movie went, she wouldn't have given as many warnings to start killing people, but you know, they set it up, you know, like, and like, she would not have given as many, like she's just straight up stone cold in, in in the comics, in the Arrowverse, in, um, in, in the original, I think she's a little meaner in the first one, but like, I still believed she might do anything um, for this, but it was just like just for script purposes to build tension to being, oh, they're gonna blow up Deadshot right? or they're gonna blow up Bloodsport right now, and it's like no, somebody obviously they've been talking like the people have been like you're going a little bit too far, and so we're gonna hit you in the head with something. I do that. worry for their uh, her employee safety. I'll yeah. say that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, just, I thought that was you know, but she was, it was interesting. But I like how the movie didn't revolve around her. Like the first movie. Like definitely lingers in Waller's presence being all over it, and it's like I think partly because she just kind of puts them places, and sure she's watching from afar, but she's watching from afar and letting the squad figure it out as opposed to being puppets. Um, I think uh, worked really well. And the other thing is, uh, man, Starro, um, <laughs> man, like what a perfect Suicide Squad villain. And I, I was really hoping uh, when James Gunn announced the cast. Um, and he had all these names on there, and there's Taika Waititi in there. I was really hoping that Taika was going to be voicing Starro, and then he anu- <laughs> and then he announced everybody, and Ta- and he didn't announce who Taika was playing. And it's like, oh, he's just 
Ratcatcher one, and he did great in his limited role. But I was, I still really want a Taika Waititi voice Starro. <laughs> Starro. But but yeah, like what an interesting and like they actually made him intimidating, but simultaneously like the the perfect for what this uh, what this movie's tone was going for. So, but you also like if you really think about Starro too, you feel really bad for Starro. Starro never wanted to be there. He literally said, "I was happy floating, you know, looking at the stars, like yeah. floating out nebulously." You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they kind of created you know their own monster, so to speak. Yeah, like capturing him and bringing him to this island. Yeah, yeah and I think. I think the movie kind of where it gets a little bit like paint by numbers with the whole finding out the U.S.'s involvement and wanting to take the hard drive. Like, I think I probably could have done without that. Like, I guess there's got to be like more of a reason other than Starro's this big threat. So we got to go kill it. Like, you know, I guess there's got to be more in order to justify, you know, sending in the Suicide Squad now. But I don't know. It's just it's kind of like, a all right, like it just made the movie a little bit less special, like by doing a turn that I probably should have seen coming. <laughs> Yeah, and I get why they do it, too. They want to have the catalyst for, like, yeah. Peacemaker being this kind of, like, plugged-in mole character within the group. Uh, oh, and, like... had his own mission, you know what I mean? Well, and Rick Flagg's last lines, Peacemaker, what a joke. Like, what a joke. Perfect! Yeah. that yeah, And I cared about that character, so I cared what he had to say then, too. What's also funny is that Peacemaker is based off of... Or, or no, the comedian is based off Peacemaker. Uh, the the oh, character from, from The Watchmen. Yeah. Oh, I see that <laughs> so now. So I thought that was kind of funny. I think, uh, yeah, I think the only thing is I would, um, gosh, I, I would rather a show about pretty much any other character in this movie than Peacemaker. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want him to have redemption, right? And, and I didn't necessarily even want him to turn, but you knew there was going to be something new. He was a you know, beefcake and was going to be a beefcake, you know. But, like, <laughs> I'd rather a polka, polka dot man show or give me the weasel show now that we don't really know what's going on with weasel or give me um you know give me a intermittent suicide squad since you know between the first one and the second one we got in we got a new crew because there's the pete davidson character and um the the tdk and um uh oh and uh, who's the girl from that first squad um uh mongel probably i just reminds me of star girl but it's not star girl <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah probably her and uh and the um the javelin like can you give me like just maybe <laughs> maybe the series just be like those people <laughs> like before their you know suicide mission <laughs> um so your name is letters <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. funny. um or like yeah I, I don't know i just i i don't know that i want more I, i'm also like i'm not a john cena fan like i think i think hollywood wants him to be the rock and he's not the rock he's not as charming or delightful or anything i, I thought he was really good as peacemaker though he he really upheld that like uh true Oh, I'm a patriot, but he's really a nationalist and, and really, really does deplorable things in order to garner peace, in, uh, quotation marks. But like, you know, I'll, I'll kill everybody. Like, I'll kill men, women, and children. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think he did a good job. Um, I, I just don't want more of him. Like, he's fine. I just don't want more of him. But we'll see. And like, I mean, I guess like I want this character to have his redemption arc to realize, you know, what went wrong, you know, where he went wrong and all that. But it's just like, I don't know. I'd rather any other character. Uh, and maybe it's because John Cena's playing him. And again, John Cena's a relatively... He, he has nowhere near the range The Rock does, which is why he's not The Rock. Um, you know, because The Rock can go do something like Jumanji the next level, or Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, and it works. You could not put John Cena in Jumanji, and it and, and it would still work. It wouldn't work. Um, so, I don't know, maybe it's just because I just... 
I'm over people thinking that maybe John Cena can be a big Hollywood star. He never, never showed the heat. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about for hours, but I, I've at least got all the big things off my mind. I think this movie's a delight. It's my favorite DCEU movie. I just could have stood for Bloodsport being a little different, and I think James Gunn is a little bit more creative when he's confined to a PG-13, and doesn't necessarily make the movie worse for it. But I wonder, you know, I also cannot wait to see the the gag reel for the. Oh, it's gotta be great. Yeah, it's I'm yeah I'm gonna be buying this movie on 4K Steelbook day one. So. <laughs> uh, all right, any last notes? Anything last thing to add? Well, I, I think his movie's fantastic. I'll probably be watching it again this weekend. I might even watch it multiple times this weekend. Uh, that's how that's how high I'm on the movie. Um, I can't wait for them to release Hot Toys. Uh, I probably go broke buying most of these characters, uh, especially <laughs> if if it's in our way. King Shark, I'm definitely buying him. Um, and he better have a ripcord in the back with Stallone's voice. That'd be hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, I'll um, be getting the King Shark and Polka Dot Man <laughs> Funko Pops. Um, yeah. yeah that's, um, that's all I got. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. Just uh, um, just a quick... I call these mini-reviews, but they always want to be in half-hour-ish. Uh, I think the next one we'll do is... Um, uh, I'll pop, I have one coming out for Co- uh, for Coda, a new Apple D Plus show with Shane soon. Uh, but we'll save all the MCU stuff for December when we talk about all the MCU stuff. Um, so maybe, gosh, probably 007 will be the next time we do a do a mini review. So um, thanks for sticking around, thanks for hanging out, listening to us chat, chat about the Suicide Squad. As always, Joe, uh, really appreciate talking with you. So yeah, likewise, appreciate your uh, time. Yeah, and um, yeah, that'll do it. So uh, probably the uh, Next week's episode will be in your feed ready to go. And uh, we'll see you over there.